Tonight we are thrilled to welcome the Downhouse to On Stage with Jim and Tom. As always, we'll be having a conversation with them, and then they'll be playing a set of music at the end of the show. We have Casey Colby, whose other bands include No Sir and Spirits of Leo. Also in No Sir is Cody Sullivan, who is in also Sabertooth Zombie as well as Vibrating Antennas. And we have Sarah Sullivan, and we have Chloe (laughs) Connaughton, and we have Sarah Davis. So welcome to the show, you guys. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. If you're looking for one word for these guys, it's evocative. It brought me back to, uh, again, Aaron Copeland, a composer at the turn of the century, the 19th, 1800s to the early 1900s. And actually, Stuart Copeland's grandfather or great-grandfather, who was in Police, the drummer for Police, but Aaron Copeland was a national treasure. He was one of uh, America's first classic composers. And uh, very spare in the way he composed and wrote. And uh, he used uh, silence quite a bit. Uh, you, ought to, you ought to give him a listen. I think, cool. uh, yeah, cool. very cool I stuff. I always liked what he did. Cool. You guys gave me a moment of Aaron Copeland there. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. So, okay, so you feel alone in the expanse some some of the time when you're listening to this. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, again, on the road, kind of. It's uh, alone in the expanse, alone on the road. Uh, it was just. Uh, it was a very. You could. It was. It was a very nice moment. I like being alone. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> Things are changing in your guys' social group. Yeah. You were just all at a wedding. Yeah. 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 Your dear friends. Yeah, yeah definitely. Right. Um, uh, Mike Bingham and... Michael Bingham and Barb Bingham. Yeah. Bingham. Barbara Bingham, that's so crazy to say. <laughs> so that, that was like a really... That was like... If this, if this like North Bay scene that you guys are a part of was a television show, that would be like the season finale. Yeah, sure. that was definitely some uh, full circle... Full circle shit, to be real. Yeah. It was pretty amazing for Cody and I to see it. I feel like a lot of our friends aren't married. And seeing two people that love each other so much over the last eight years of their lives, it was pretty incredible to see it. Absolutely. This was wedding eight years in, in coming. Yeah. Oh, ten yeah. years, oh, wasn't it? Ten, ten, yeah. Ten well, years. And, so Mike, and so for people out there who don't know these people, Mike Bingham is in the band Creative Adult as well as the band No Sir. So mm-hmm. that you may know his, his stuff that he puts out there. But um, these are like the big moments, you know? Right, right, right. So it's just sort of trippy seeing all you guys yeah. in like your formal wear and stuff at this <laughs> thing. <laughs> it was just like this big symbolic thing. And so that's uh, an important thing for this band because you have two couples that are in this band. Right. Uh, you two are married, Cody right. and Sarah. And you two are dating, mm-hmm. Casey and Sarah. Other Sarah. Yes. <laughs> uh, how long have you guys been married? Well, we've been... Well, you've been telling... Yeah, go for it. We've been, we've been together since high school, like freshman high school. Yeah. Um, in the 90s. <laughs> in the right? 90s? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And we got married maybe like like four years ago. Or right. We don't keep track of anniversaries. <laughs> I couldn't say how long we've been while. married. It's been a minute. That's yeah. okay. and, <laughs> but Sarah just started playing in the downhouse this month. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How have your thoughts on relationships changed? Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> I, was, I was telling her that, that you guys will probably be a little bit like, you'll see a little bit more of that in the future. Because I don't know, it's just sometimes you have a bad practice and you want to come home 
And sometimes you just have to, I don't know, kind of just <laughs> pretend like you didn't have a three hour bad practice or you weren't able to create together and you still have to make dinner and you still have to fall asleep next to each other. <laughs> and you still have to feed the cats and stuff like that. So I I think you just have to separate sometimes, um, even if it's difficult that, you know, you're having kind of a creative relationship that maybe not a lot of people do with their partner. And even though it can be difficult, you know, you have that side of your relationship and then you, you're right, you come home and you have, you know, your relationship relationship. And I, you know, you just have to, I think, learn to try to separate those two. You're right. If you have a bad practice or something like that. So we talked on an earlier episode about how you, you realized at some point that maybe you wouldn't be the best partner for someone. Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) When did you make that? When did you make that realization? Oh gosh. Uh, When I, uh... When I realized during a relationship one time that I really, I don't care to go home. <laughs> I just, I, if, if I'm going home, I'll go home. If I'm not going home, I don't go home. Ah, if I don't want, if I don't, I, I'm not a good partner. I am absolutely not a good partner. And uh, to make that a relationship work, you need to be. You need to remember that the other person is absolutely as important as yourself. Or I don't know any other way to put it. I don't know. Or as important as what you are doing at this moment. That's what it is. I get locked into what I'm doing and I can't pull off. I can't stop. I just want to keep doing this, keep doing this, keep doing this until I finally am done. And why would I stop to call somebody if I'm still doing this? <laughs> oh, you know, why would I stop to go home? Why would I stop to eat? <laughs> that know? sounds like the exact conversation Cody and I have when we talk about having kids. Like yeah. we're just selfish and we want to be able to yeah. jump in a car and go to New Orleans or, yes. you know, you go know? on a trip somewhere. And without checking to see if yeah. it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that's also what's cool about now is now doing the band with Sarah is like um, we start talking about tour and stuff. And the reason I yeah. wouldn't go on tour a lot of times was because... I didn't want to leave Sarah here by herself. And now it's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's quit our jobs. Let's go to Europe. I think it's just, um, that's very appealing. Let's go on the road. If you're going to, if you're going to go on the road and you're going to be in a relationship, why not have it like both? Yeah. So that's, there's always been a little bit of a dream of mine. That's an adventure. Sarah and Sarah have both came on tour with uh, our other band, No Sir. And it's been awesome. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess what I the p- greater point I'm making is that I used to think uh, doing an endeavor like this, being in a band, would be a recipe for disaster. Right. But now, as I kind of am turning out to be more like you in terms of I want to do my own thing always and not go home and all that, it's like if I was to be in a relationship again it would have to be a template like right. like this mm-hmm. like right. we would have to do all the stuff that i like together otherwise it wouldn't work i feel weird that we didn't we didn't start a band a long time ago i mean sarah just learned how to play bass like this well she's been doing it for a while but it just seems like we should have done I'm it i'm a long. novice yeah, she's a novice <laughs> but i felt like we should have done it a long time ago and it would have been maybe something something there back then but it is what it is now it's, it's cool but, well, yeah. but, but you've also been very busy with all your stuff. I mean, you've got Saber yeah. to Zombie and, and now Vibrating Antennas. I feel selfish now thinking about it. Like, um, just expected her to be on the sideline the whole time. And well, okay, here's a good I segue. Loved it. Sarah Sanger of The New Trust was on this yes. show last year, and she said that she is unimpressed with the punk scene's treatment of girls in bands. Have people been shitty to you because of your gender in the in the music scene? <laughs> Casey's sitting back. Um, I don't know. I I've always been kind of on that topic a little, just because I feel like there are 
sometimes girls who just kind of rely on being girls almost in punk bands and I like think it's really cool when girls are in punk bands and it's even cooler when they like are really awesome at being in a punk band too so I just really love it when girls are in punk bands and when they're like respected too I think that's like really important and it's such a a nice thing in Sonoma County too like every girl I know who's in a band is very well respected for what she does and I really appreciate that honestly I think I don't know if you want to jump in Sarge but um I even remember because she played uh a couple weeks ago she filled in for Ross um kind of for her first show and so it was kind of a big you know big deal Sarah's first show her first time playing bass and everything and I think you know sometimes when you're a female and especially people haven't seen you play music before. Sometimes you get certain comments that maybe people don't necessarily mean to be not even rude. I don't know the term, like, but Oh my God, you did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's always a little rude, <laughs> you know, just kind of, and again, I think sometimes people don't think that you're, you know, know that they're, yeah, yeah, maybe they don't know that they're doing it, but I think a lot of times, at least I get a lot of the, I didn't know you were going to be that good or I didn't mm-hmm. know, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. You would never say to like another guy, like, can't believe you did that or yeah, what is exactly. it it's more like man that was so good or and it's <laughs> over the over complimenting yes. of it that is totally patronizing it's any that's that, that's a good word patronizing is a good word because yeah. maybe it's not like totally uh disrespectful you're not being sexually harassed necessarily but it's another level of sort of uh, yeah, uh subconscious uh patronizing because the fact is you you don't want to be I, I don't want to speak for you but i would assume that you don't want to be thought of as uh hey we're girls in a punk band oh, you just yeah. want to be thought of as People. We're people yeah. in a punk band. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like judge me on the basis of how I do. Yeah. Uh, don't you, d- don't define me based on my gender. It's just we <laughs> like we've been around like the punk scene, the hardcore scene. And there's been a lot of honestly, a lot of guys and a lot of you know violence and stuff. Especially and I could, in hardcore. Especially in hardcore. Mm-hmm. So like we've honestly had to learn a lot, and we've had to learn a lot from like other you know bands and stuff too. So what do you mean you learned a lot um, well, being in punk hardcore bands? Well, to be real, like um. Yeah, man, you might want to cuss. Like, a few years ago, like, I was in Strike Survive, and I got kind of um, cornered by my friend Aaron Sweeney, who is an awesome person and taught me a ton about um, women in hardcore, and she asked me, don't you think this is a a boys club? Don't you think hardcore is a guys club? Don't you think this? And I I felt extremely cornered, and I didn't, and I was completely invested in the scene. I didn't want to think of the bad aspects of it. I didn't want to think that... um, yes, girls are kind of on the sidelines and, you know, and maybe we're not extremely inviting to having girls in bands or, you know, the violence and things like that. And, um, I don't know, like I had to, I had to honestly listen to her tell me that I was wrong. And like, I had to like, honestly, like look up things and learn about things and listen to the lyrics of punch and listen to the lyrics of like Mm -hmm. bikini kill and shit like that. You know, a lot of it is not even, uh, uh, it's it's not being aware of what you're saying when you're saying it, and not being aware of, right. of uh, that it's more than just the person you think you're aiming it at. It's everybody around you at the time that you're saying it is is being influenced by it, is hearing it, is feeling it, and and uh, yeah, and it it takes it takes. Well, it's uh, it was uh, what was it, Don Juan? Uh, it was uh, Carlos Castaneda's, I think, Journey of Journey of Salon or Tales of Power. One of the one of his books starts with a scene in a market where a little child is acting up at the checkout counter uh, with his mother. And she couldn't get the child to stop being loud and obnoxious. So Don Juan, who was a, a, a shaman, uh, took it upon himself to say, young man, 
uh, you are actually uh, acting out. You're being very rude. You're being loud. You're being disrespectful to all of us. And you must find yourself now, and you must understand why this is not appropriate. (laughs) And. uh, the hard yeah. lesson. It's a hard lesson, <laughs> yeah. but these are the lessons that. Uh, but this would, in, hopefully, that. Well, in the book, of course, it, the, the child froze and, and uh, it kind of diffused. But these are these are. This is a great way to learn. We all take a part to uh, take a, a turn at being the teacher sometimes. Right, right. And Aaron, with you, yeah, was right there. And it, it takes these moments, but it also takes having your mind open enough to receive that lesson at the time. And if it's at a time of anger, that's really tough. You sometimes right. miss those things. I think, yeah. and that's human nature. Well, I think you have two options in that situation. You can dig your heels in and decide that Aaron Sweeney is a this word and a that word, and I don't. I'm going to cut her out because she yeah. said something I don't like. Or you can process it and mm-hmm. see, like maybe she's got a point. Definitely. Maybe it is a boy. Yeah. Definitely, and maybe you'll think about it yeah. three years later at a at a conversation, <laughs> you know. And that's like that's the lesson to me, you know. And maybe you get a song out of it. Yeah. No. True. <laughs> and hey, you know, as Mike Bingham said recently on Twitter, if you don't have girls in your crew, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, think, that's my favorite thing. I think we, ever. I think we, we retweeted that. Oh yeah, everyone uh, did. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, but it's true. There's a lot of people who don't have girls in their mm-hmm. crew. The hardcore club or the hardcore scene is yeah. sort of a boys' club, what? but I think it's, be- it becomes less. <laughs> yeah, as, as people enter, it's a generational thing though, because I mean, you can go back to the '80s hairball metal bands. Come on, talk about a boys' club. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, almost yeah. necessarily so. Quite so much that they dressed up like girls. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 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 true <laughs> do you find that as things change that there are some people who you grow apart from or have you found this community pretty much everybody's kind of staying intact uh people have like left and done different things you know like you know some people get out of the hardcore scene you don't see them until you're at the wedding you know and stuff right. like that but um i think for the most part the people that want to be here and people that want to continue to create and still think it's fun to be in bands are here and it's awesome i secretly resent those people <laughs> What, the ones that are still around? The one that leave. Oh. Oh. The ones that leave the scene. It's yeah. kind of like, for me, it's like the mob. Yeah, It's like, man. we. Oh. it's so, but so good to have you. You want to leave? Well. It's cool, though, to see <laughs> what they do. Your funeral, you know? my friend. Like, people become teachers and like. Yeah, right. Like, it's, like, really, like, it's like, they're they're like, I don't know, the passion that they were showing when they were singing in a hardcore band. It's really cool to see that they're yes. passionate about teaching children now. Yeah, absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. um, absolutely. They're, you know, it's just another, another. Uh, Another direction that needs to be taken. Well, the road not taken for crying out loud. Tell not me about Robert the road Fox. not taken. Not everyone could be a, a yeah. in American do want, Nightmare. Do you want to tell us about that? <laughs> no, it wasn't my favorite of his poems, quite. Well, but what, tell <laughs> us about it. I love your I love your literary tastes. Well, no, I'm just saying. Well, actually, I preferred what is it? Stopping by the forest on a snowy night. Mm-hmm. But that Remember probably that doesn't apply to this. Not at all. No, the road not traveled. I was just saying the road not traveled. You can you can stay in one scene all your life, but that may not have been the direction you started to go. And so why not be a part of that scene and then also go in that other direction? And ah. you can come back and meet at weddings. You can yeah. come back and, and you can even find your way back into a band later on in, in, as you're getting into your scene. Because there are teachers that do, that do uh, still play in bands, actually. So it can be done. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, our buddy Max, who's in Scouts, he's a teacher. And he, he's, he was on tour for 30 days this summer. Yeah. You know, and like he's still like he'll he'll be back in the fall teaching kids. Look, yeah, I'm just absolutely. kind of joking that I resent the people. <laughs> kind of, I'm just kind of joking. A little bit, because because you use an important word. You say also, you say also. also. Yes. You can do this and also do that. Yeah. I'm the biggest supporter ever of you can do this and also, also do that. Yeah. I, no, really. Like because yeah. there are there is a thing like you say. See, it's the, funny to go ahead. Those are the people that really impress me. To be honest, the ones that can find a way to do music and do other things. Like I've always thought, you know, like. 
um, like my idols were ones that are people that kind of were able to still get an education and stuff and still be in bands and still travel the world and still be respected for being a punk. But my God, former bandmate Russ Ferrar. Yeah, well, I'm saying like even like even beyond that, like Dan Yemen from Paint It Black, you know, a Philadelphia band, like you know, he's got a PhD and like you know, the singer of um, Bad Religion is like yeah. teaches mm-hmm. teaches Good, um, I think like evolution or something like that. You know, it's like it's yeah. actually like I don't know it's cool if you decide to do other stuff. Society Cause, tells cause you that people, you can only do one thing, and yeah. society is wrong. Right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's mm-hmm. why so many musicians who. You know, like Neil Young is a good example. Uh, when when you go and you do something different than what everybody thinks that you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. everybody kind of shits on it and Drops says, you "What are you doing? Label. Stay in your lane." You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? And so that's why when you say also, also, I love also. Yeah, yeah. fucking become a PhD yeah. oh, having mathematician, mm-hmm. but also front a hardcore band yeah. and make a great latte. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody should do what they want to do. But but what I'm saying is it's really cool when people go on to become a teacher, but then also like are still doing the music yeah. that they want. If they want to do that, that's what they should do. Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes really the world cool. beats you down, though, <laughs> and you don't do the thing you love anymore mm. because you feel like you can't. You don't have time. Or you feel like you can't. Yeah. I, again, I keep coming back to the earlier point about everybody like moving uh, forward in life, uh, pairing off, getting married, doing these very adult things. Uh, Sammy Winston. Okay. Did yeah. you guys all, everybody know him here? Yep. Oh, you knew him too? Mm-hmm. Everybody at the table, you didn't know I him. did not. Okay. Um, that is a profoundly huge thing. We talk about like the big moments of like Mike and Barb being mm-hmm. a profound, and then of course, Sammy Winston uh, died in a uh, fire in mm-hmm. Echo Park on 4th of July. Um, and he meant a lot to like this entire community of people. Yeah. So uh, could you put his life into context a little bit if you don't mind? Um, well, for Sarah and I, we started going to shows kind of like on our own before we met everybody and they were all bits off shows and nerve agent shows oftentimes here at the phoenix if not like at gilman um or other random area other random random places but that was like before i think all bits off was the band that we probably probably the first hardcore show that we ever went to all bits off was his band was his band yeah and i think that if you ask anybody that's a front man in the north bay where they got their style from they got it from him i mean he was like he probably probably taught us all what, everything we know about that about that and about just being in a band and being a badass and just like being a bad adult <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stabbing yeah. you all the time. Yeah, I mean, it, we used to get stabbed by him sometimes, and <laughs> there's photos of him like killing Nazis and stuff, and it, it was just <laughs> one of those like he was an older guy that wasn't your dad hurting Nazis. Yeah, or maybe okay. killing. Yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> It's okay to kill Nazis. Yeah, right? totally. It's okay. We all saw yeah. glorious. We could all agree on that. Kind of <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Digress, but go ahead. But just really, it was. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of lost contact with them in the last year, and so it was kind of a a shock to not be able to not be able to like say goodbye or whatever. But mainly, it was just that he was a big part of my early life, of our early life for sure. Like before everybody else. I mean, he's an example of somebody who was in the scene. And continued to be in a scene, but he was down in Southern California doing stuff. Right. Yeah, but but he touched like everybody yeah. that was yeah. a part of coming to the shows here, the mm-hmm. hardcore shows, yeah. and all that. It, it was a trip because I, I mean, you know, you're 20 mm-hmm. and you're 32, yeah. back to yeah, the age thing. Crazy. And he and he was how old? Do we think he was? Must have been close to 40. I think yeah. he was born in 75. So mm-hmm. yeah, just okay, it didn't matter that you were so much younger. How yeah. did you meet him? Well, I met him, yeah, maybe the first time I met him was here. 
um, maybe at like an all teeth show or something because uh, he was really involved in that one all teeth uh, album I am losing and I really really loved that album and I still do um, and I just thought his you know like writing for it was so great and just like the little little touches that he added to it were really um, awesome and I had a couple of his zines and so when I saw him at a show and I met him for the first time he was like really nice and we just kind of talked about art and stuff that he did and uh just yeah all that kind of stuff and uh I was never super close to him unfortunately but we would just casually see each other at shows and yeah he's just very influential I think to everyone that he's met yeah I think he really gave the North Bay a chance like where a lot of the older people in the scene um the hardcore scene especially didn't really care about the North Bay Mm. they kind of just thought we were all idiot kids or whatever um from the suburbs but he definitely gave us all a big chance and put out records for us and and everything else did he have a label as well yeah he had an imprint spider ghost spider Spider ghost press gang like spider ghost was the first like zines i ever got my hands on like and i thought it was insane that like you know somebody a few years older than me or has a has a zine company you know and that they're putting out zines with stories from like our friends and stuff you know and it just made it like seem so doable and it's made it seem awesome like like extremely influential like i i didn't know sammy as well as you guys did but like um that's like the impact he left on me is that like you could do like whatever you want i guess like i know it sounds like funny but like you could sing in a band and put out zines and like be as artistic as you truly want to be mm-hmm. while having a job and stuff like that you know and I think somebody kind of has to show you how to do, or somebody has to kind of be the one that show you that that's doable. And I didn't know Sammy that well, but he was that person that showed me that you, you should write like what you feel and stuff like that. You know, like, I don't know. And I'll always remember that. And I'll always have those zines. It's cool. Did you have, I mean, you're nodding a lot. Cause it seems <laughs> like he, he was just influential for sure. He seems like he was sort of like a gatekeeper for a lot of people to this whole world we've been talking about this whole time tonight. Right. A lot of people's like first experiences or first moments joining this big nebulous thing, he was present, it seemed. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. and all the re, uh, all like the obituaries or rather all like the online eulogies and stuff I read. That was like the recurring thing. I keep coming back to one of my favorite expressions, not my favorite book. He was like a catcher in the rye. Oh yeah, you know he was he was out there kind of hanging on the fringes and yeah. and uh, people would come racing towards the edge through the rye. Boot, mm-hmm. he'd be there to turn around again back into the scene. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he was he was a very powerful individual. And unless I I don't think I read it wrong, uh, he was saving a life uh, mm-hmm. when he passed. And yeah. oh, wow, was that powerful? Yeah, hell yeah. what a man. That's what, what he did. Though, that's what he did to us when we were young. Yeah, right. And it, 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 as as he lived, as as he passed, yeah. and that's an incredible. And that's thing. the thing is, he was poetic about everything, and that's what's yeah. like. It's almost like, oh, Sammy he died so poetic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Like, yeah. like you lived like he lived like that, and then and then of course, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty sad. I had a bad week when that happened. Yeah. We we were all together when we found out we were doing. Um, we had, big, we had a big July. party at our house for Fourth of July, and all the guys from Lifelong Tragedy were there, and Sabretooth, and everybody that really grew Mike up there. close to him, Mike B. Oh. Um, so it was a trip. And they were all at the wedding too, and his name was definitely brought up a few times at the yeah. wedding. So it's crazy how the timing worked out. Almost on it was like we all like everyone was kind of together when everyone kind of needed to be. It was well, because he passed away on July Fourth of yeah. this year, and yeah. then what a week later, Barb and Mike got married. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it's so such a crazy, profound yeah. week where you have this big ending, and mm-hmm. then of course this this huge unification of these two individuals who mean so much to you. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and the thing, one more thing about him, because I did not know him personally, but the biggest compliment I think you can give to him is one you just you said earlier, which was he showed you that you could do these things, mm-hmm. you could make art, you could express yeah. yourself, and he encouraged it. Same. And I think, like we've been talking about today with a community of friends and stuff, um, that's a profound thing that changes people's lives, yeah, saves yeah. people's lives. Oh, yeah. um, and where else do you learn that from? You don't learn it from your parents necessarily. Mm-hmm. I used to be scared, like. He was in gangs and stuff, you know, or he portrayed himself really as being like scary, um, scary, <laughs> scary. Yeah. and older than us. And um, I think it kind of gave you the um, reassurance that you could be kind of crazy. You could be like yourself and be a little nuts and still have respect. Um, and that's cool. That's hella cool. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to mention him because we talked about, we started with the wedding, mm-hmm. we talked about the community, we talked about big life things, and this was a big life thing. And yeah. he was somebody who touched everybody. I mean, Sarah, you didn't know him, and I didn't know him, but he touched pretty much everybody that we know. Yeah. Well, and that's a good point. I mean, I didn't know him personally, but I think even, you know, Casey and I were talking about that in terms of like, so many people were talking about this and so many people were affected by it. And, you know, everyone had a Sammy Winston story, you know, even if you didn't really know him, everyone had a story. So, And if what Casey says is true about Sammy's effect on him, Sammy made Casey the man he is in some <laughs> ways. And uh-huh. you have been dating Casey for four years. <laughs> so he did affect you in a profound way. So anyway. Crazy. It's uh, it's 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 unfortunate, but the fact that he touched so many people is pretty much all you yeah. can ask for in life is yeah, to yeah. have that effect on people. Most people don't have that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we'll close it with Sammy, uh, because yeah, what a guy. Yeah. We're gonna break some stuff down, set some stuff up, and we're gonna watch the Downhouse play us some music. Absolutely. So, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Here we go.
Little 